Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be fun to do the continuation of yesterday's podcast with a great topic that we I've gotten a lot of personal emails on just uh, kind of playing into and thanking us for identifying that you don't have to be, you don't have to, quote, fake it or overly fake it to make it. So we'll be talking more about that today. Good. And so um, quick reminder, and then Julie's got a lot of ground to cover on today's show. Uh, if you would like a free coaching call, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Uh, it's not a lightweight coaching call, so make sure you've got half hour, maybe 45 minutes set aside. Um, one of our uh, coaches will go through essentially most of the financial aspects of your business and help clarify where your opportunities for growth are and maybe some other areas um, where you are doing really well. I mean, it's not its all, not all negative. It's all mostly positive, showing you, you know, basically amplifying what you're doing great and then shining light on where you can improve. So anyway, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Um, so, Julie, I think you have an email to read, right? Yes, I do, from a great agent in Amboy, Washington, as in Washington State. So any referrals can go that direction. And this is from an agent named Sarah Gibson. I am personally coaching a Sarah Gibson in Kentucky, so maybe they are somehow related or cousins. But this is a different Sarah. This is Sarah Gibson in Amboy, Washington, which is near Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, the new and upcoming area that's been uh, the newest area to, that she is to move to. So she is both newer to real estate and newer to her area. She's becoming a licensed agent, so excited to help my little family with the profitable income. I've been told my whole life that I am an extrovert personality and that anybody can go to the local grocery store and talk about anything and be remembered the next time seeing each other somewhere. I was in sales over the phone and door-to-door, -door, which I believe will help me with the process of what you two say, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. I know especially how hard it is to call leads, but I've always lived by the thought that every no gets you closer to a yes. So I think, Sarah, you already have a great mindset going into this, and you're not afraid of people, so that's exciting. And Sarah just wanted to say I am so excited that I have found you guys on the podcast, and I've started – from as far as I could go back now until I am now in uh, March and listen to every single podcast. So nice job on that, Sarah. And I'm pretty oh, no, sure I will Sarah, go back have... to the very beginning. Yeah, well, she we she's going might, back even if deeper. She, it depends on where she's getting them, right? So on Inman, mm -hmm. where we syndicate, we're, uh, they, I think they only go back maybe a year. I have to check. But if you go to Real Estate Coaching Radio, I think that's what it's called, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Real Estate Coaching Radio, <laughs> yeah. producer, please verify in chat. Um, then you can actually, then, yeah, but .com. I can always throw it into, I think, yeah, that, that is it. Realestatecoachingradio.com. You can go back three years. So that's what I would do personally if you're wanting to get basically uh, completely caught up on all the things and all the ways and all the, you know, frankly, the uh, hacks, the success hacks that you can be employing right now into your real estate practice and you want to you know, get all the information basically from the last few years, just go to realestatecoachingradio.com. 
That's right. And Sarah goes on to say, I hope when I get my license, I'll be able to sign up for your coaching. I know I have the drive to go far in this business, and I have honestly always had the passion to get into the industry also. Yes, I said passion, she writes. Because of my background with sales, I believe passion is what you can get if you go even further. I'm a very big people person and hoping that helps along the way. I know coaching from your team and getting the pre-qualifying packets will help so much from the beginning. Please keep up the amazing work. So thank you, Sarah, and you keep up the amazing work. Doing some pre-education, what a leg up she's going to have once she gets her license that she's already got all of this good stuff in her head, and she's got the right attitude about this business. So, Sarah, of course somebody from our team will be reaching out to you and make sure that we fold you into the family of coaching here just as soon as possible. And really, you can do that before you're officially licensed and get even further ahead. So we'll be talking with you soon. Meanwhile, all of our listeners, if you have any referrals going the Vancouver-ish way, Amboy, Washington, then we know who we're going to send them to because even though Sarah's a newer agent, you can see her education is already beyond what many of the agents you guys do deals with is because she's been a great podcast listener. So back to you, Tim. And Sarah and everybody else, remember, make sure that you have one of the, you know, the first services you should be subscribing to is definitely going to be mojocells.com. So definitely be looking at mojocells.com. It's one of the very few um, companies, products, that we endorse, and they're fantastic, and I definitely would uh, add that as one of your first, you know, coaching to know what to say, how to say it, coaching to, you know, essentially create all your business systems for you and get you to work, but then mojocells.com, it, it's really those two things together are kind of, you know, they're unbeatable. You, it's hard to imagine why you need much more than those two, our coaching and then mojocells.com. So put that in place right away, Sarah, and everyone else, make sure you check them out, mojocells.com. There's going to unquestionably be a more pronounced shifting in the market towards the end of the year. Always happens around the election. And by the way, not to scare anyone, but, you know, I want to just put it out there. The last, um, well, I know I'm going to scare people, but it's all right. They maybe need to be scared. As you guys know, longtime listeners, one of our personal mantras of Julie and I is basically hope for the best but prepare for the worst, right? So what happened in 2008 when the last election happened or thereabouts? I know, a recession. So there is every reason to believe that we'll have some kind of recession. Um, you know, you could argue the semantics, whether or not we've even got it out of the old one or the previous one or all the rest of it. It doesn't really matter. But there will be a more of a pronounced economic slowdown. It is cyclical in nature. These things happen. Don't freak out about it. Uh, but what that will do is they'll create opportunity for you to make money <laughs> from, you know, obviously expired listings and sellers that can't just list with anybody. They have to list with an agent that knows what they're doing. I had a great coaching call earlier uh, with Brandon Jackson. You guys remember him. He's one of our superstars, one of the best agents um, in the Carolinas. Anyway, he was uh, he prospected and set an appointment with a $4.2 million seller. And those are the types of listings that when the market starts to slow down, they, those listings, the upper end listings, they don't sell. And you're going to see more and more of a slowdown, most pronounced in the upper end, and it's going to creep its way down to, I would say, the mid-range price ranges that will create more buying opportunities for your buyers. Don't let your buyers get all sheepish, you know. Don't let them start saying things like, well, wait for after the election and all that, because they actually – there's. I am also going to predict that there's going to be a pretty strong bounce back after the election just because that uncertainty will be out of the marketplace. So these buyers that think that they're going to try to market time, you better sit them straight and get them focused on buying something, you know, essentially at the right time opposed to trying to time it. I, hopefully that makes sense. In the meantime, guys, don't overly be overly fearful 
as more negative economic news starts to creep out over the next few months. You've been listening to us long enough. You guys know that we, you know, we're on the lookout for all these things. We know that, you know, cyclically the last one happened in 2008, started right around there, and we know that we're due for another recession. So big deal. Get over it. Don't freak out about it. Never forget that you can make money no matter what direction the market's going. You know, to be honest with you guys, a lot of you will find it a lot easier to make market, uh, make money in a market that's slowing down than in a market like this, where the agents that don't have skills are not able to compete. And you guys, most of you who are in our coaching programs, you know how to compete. You do have skills. You know how to deal with sellers who are in different situations. And the sellers will seek out the, the agents that have the higher skill set. That's you, right? So don't be fearful. Don't allow yourself to be lulled into a state of complacency because you're not believing that tomorrow's going to be better than today. Your personal fate is not tied to the economy because you can essentially make money whether the housing market is going up or whether the housing market is going down. If you don't believe me, uh, ask a lot of the agents, the basically the thousands and thousands of agents that we coached through the last, well, I call it a depression, and who are doing so incredibly well now. They will certainly tell you that in an economic slowdown, there's, you know, frankly, there's probably more opportunity to make money than there is now. So don't be discouraged. Keep that in mind. So, Julie, back to That's our it. topic, yeah. which is not faking it. Well, you know, the whole fake it till you make it is something that is, for a lot of us, intuitively uh, you know, wrong. We just don't, that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, in any way that doesn't work for our mindset about how to be ethical. So what we're doing on today's show and yesterday's show is we're walking you through, no matter where you are in your real estate career, how to basically build the mindset and the skill set necessary so that you don't have to feel like you're faking it. Because if you feel like you're faking it, you're never going to feel like having those conversations with the people in line at the grocery store. You're never going to feel comfortable and because you're going to be sensing that because you know you're faking it, you'll sense that they know you're faking it. So Julie has written, and this is the second part of the show. Yesterday's show was the first part. Go back and listen to it. Uh, is walking us through how to basically go about making it so that we're never in this position where we feel like we're frauds. That's right. So let's go to point number five. And this is something that many of you have heard in your office. You've heard from sales trainers. You've heard it from us. We talk about it in scripts. But I'm going to talk to you about how to do something about it. And that is the saying that selling is not telling. It's asking great questions and listening to the answers. Well, what does that mean? You've heard it a million times, but what are you doing about it? Great questions. Remember, it's selling is not telling. It's asking great questions. Well, what are great questions? Great questions are open-ended, meaning you cannot have a yes or no answer for the most part. Not, you can't do it 100% of the time, especially when you're closing, but conversationally, open-ended questions do not get yes or no answers. So memorize some starter scripts here. What was that like? You can't say yes or no when somebody's telling you about their move or what their goals are and that kind of thing. What was that like? How did that feel? Tell me more about that. And then be fascinated by the person's responses. Be fascinated by the person you're speaking with. This is actually coming from interviewing technique. If you watch Oprah or Charlie Rose or any of the common uh, great interviewers, you'll notice that most of their questions start with who, what, why, how, or when. How did that feel? What was that like? That creates conversation. Now, some of you guys are so impatient thinking you're supposed to fake it till you make it and use all these you know, hard-driving scripts and you've got to be a type A personality to get anything done. 
Well, guess what? You're alienating the person you're talking to because not only are you not asking great questions, but you're not even listening to the answers. So decide that you're going to be fascinated by the person you're speaking with. And just to remind you of previous points, that's easier to do if you're not texting somebody else. That's easier to do if you're being present. So point number six, and this actually was brought up by several of our coaches after looking at several of your guys' Facebook pages. Point number six, write down that you are a Republicrat. What does that mean? You, you don't have a stance politically, and that's especially salient right now. You can't win in a political conversation, even if you're a moderate. Someone will disagree with you, misunderstand you, or simply tune you out based on your political beliefs. There's no place for it in business. Don't bring it up and don't make it your thing, okay? It's just it's going to lose you business. I mean, I, I'm not against you having beliefs, of course. You're going to believe what you're going to believe, but don't make it a thing. If I am a potential listing client and I Google you to see what you're about and I Google your competition and on your Facebook page is you bashing whoever you don't like for a presidential candidate, it kind of looks a little bit immature on one end. And it, it just, what if I don't have the same beliefs? I'm just probably going to cancel your appointment because it just doesn't rub me the right way. So just be a Republicrat. It's easier. Make sense, Tim? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keep going. I mean, okay, so point number seven, listen with the intent of understanding versus being ready with what to say next. And, Tim, you touched on this a little bit yesterday, but listen with the intent of actually understanding versus being chomping at the bit about what to say next. When you pay attention and stay in the moment, you'll actually know what to say next. We're constantly telling our agents and our listeners or coaching clients, trust yourself. You've been around a long time. You've been listening to the podcasts. You have some, even in the newest agent, you know, the email I just read, she has sales experience. Trust yourself, Sarah, who sent that email. Okay, if you're listening and being tuned in to what their needs are, you will know what to say next more than you think you will. Point number eight, don't BS in conversations. People always know, always. They may not say, oh, you're full of it but they'll get kind of that feeling like, yeah, I don't know if I really trust this person. Don't BS in your conversations. If you don't know something, just say so or use this simple well, they, script. That's a great question. Know it in, I'll get the answer. Go ahead. Sorry, Julie, sorry. Uh, they, people, don't, people know it. They feel it, right? right. They, they feel it intuitively. They can tell whether or not you're, you know, maybe not at the time. Like you can be in a conversation with somebody, and maybe not at the time do they realize that you've just BSed them, but what happens is their subconscious mind is going to replay the whole conversation, maybe even in their sleep. It doesn't really matter how it all works. But the reality of it is, is they're going to end up basically not having a positive um, you know, memory of you, and they're not going to trust you. People can tell. You have to assume that people can tell. Um, you, know, you can tell. When someone's BSing you, when you guys listen to us, one of the nicest things that was ever said about our coaching organizations that were authentic. I thought that was really great, you know, and <laughs> I heard it in different variants, but that was it. What does authentic mean? You guys can tell that we sold real estate before. You guys can tell, obviously, or you wouldn't, you know, 100,000 of you wouldn't be listing on a regular basis. You guys can tell that we're sincere about what we're saying. You guys can tell that, we're, that we are more than willing to say things on this podcast and in our coaching organization that might not even be in our best interest. You know, we're going, if we sense, as we have in the past, any kind of slowdown, any kind of meaningful reason to believe that, you know, you guys need to be bunkering in a little bit, we're going to tell you, 
you don't have to worry as to whether or not we're going to tell you. And we'll do it even though we know in some cases some of you will basically be second-guessing, you know, signing up for anything, let alone coaching. I get it. You know, you guys will be canceling your Netflix, you know, and all the rest of it because some of you will overreact. But guess what? In order for us to be an integrity and not BS you guys, we always have to basically be delivering to you what we feel, what we know to be the truth. So the better prepared we are, the better prepared you are, the better job you can do for your clients and, and frankly, your family. Make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. So here's the thing. What do you do when you're in a conversation with a client, a prospect, or a suspect, and you feel yourself like, okay, I can either BS the answer or I have to admit that I don't know something. You've got to recognize that feeling and then have a go-to script. Something like, you know, that's a great question. I'll get the answer for you and let you know later today. Where can I contact you around 5 p.m.? And then make sure that you follow through, right? So people don't expect you to know everything. Your ego tells you you're supposed to know it all. That's why people know when you're BSing them, because it sounds like you are, okay? So have a script. You, you won't stop doing it if you're somebody that thinks that you're supposed to tap dance and make something up and you're supposed to know it all. You won't stop doing that unless you've got a little mini script like this memorized and ready to go, okay? You might even just admit to it and say, you know what, nobody's ever asked me that before. Let me find out for you. That's okay. You're not supposed to know it all. And, in fact, you've got to – kind of accept the fact in real estate you never will know it all. You know, back in recession times, Tim, we used to have this problem with short sale agents that wouldn't do a short sale until they figured that they knew everything there was to know about a short sale, which was actually impossible, and once you did, they just changed the rules anyway. So in real estate in general, let go of the idea that you ever will know it all. We don't know it all. We're always studying new stuff to bring to you guys. The coaches don't know it all, but you can work on it. Just don't BS your way through those conversations. Point number nine. Well, but Julie, hover there for a second. So you just mm-hmm. said something really important. So you guys aren't stuck in the predicament of being embarrassed because not, you know, which will basically result in you not doing anything. You'll be a secret agent because you're always overanalyzing what you said and how you're going to say it and all the rest of it. Or the other side of it is if you're basically somebody who thinks that they're so good at winging it, no one knows when they're BSing. I'll suggest to both sides of you guys will create little scripts. So if somebody, Julie gave you some, here's some others. If somebody asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, it's going to be about the housing market, interest rates, you know, real estate stuff. Just say, listen, I don't want to tell you old information. Let me research that because I think because of this, that, or the other, that's changed. So if someone asks about property values, say, you know, the market's changing so fast. I don't want to give you yesterday's information. Give me an hour or two to pull out that information. I'll email it to you. So just have an out, and people will totally and completely respect you for that. Imagine if you were the person asking the question of, it doesn't matter what type of professional. I mean, you can't you – know, say, for example, you were trying to get information about, I don't know, a uh, accountant. I mean, you know, that's appropriate this time of year. And so you're going to ask an accountant basically, well, tell me about this particular tax law or tell me about this particular whatever, whatever. I mean, would you rather have the guy just sort of string a bunch of stuff together that you knew he was making up? You're have, you'll instantly lose respect for him, and you'd certainly never use his services, versus him giving you a considerate, thoughtful answer where he is willing to show some humility, say he doesn't know the current information, and he's going to research it, and he'll get back with you. I mean, you're going to, you will use that guy because you know he operates out of a place of integrity. That's how you guys need to be thinking of yourselves in real estate. You'll find yourself attracting all kinds of people to you, because guess what? In the real estate industry, a lot of big egos who never like to admit they don't know anything, and as a result of that, they're always you know, slinging BS, to Julie's previous point, and people know it. 
nowadays the information is not hard to find. They just fire up their smartphones and they can check what you just said. Uh, you know, you guys have all been in situations yeah. where buyers and sellers know more than you do. So start scripting yourself so you don't have to be, you know, backed into a corner where you're winging it. Well, Tim, there's so many places in real estate that this happens, right? You could be attending one of your inspections, and you feel like you're supposed to know about this stuff, and you feel like a little insecure, why don't I know this? Don't BS. It's not your job to be the home inspector. Same thing with the finance questions, right? You can defer to people whose job it is to assist you on the transaction. So don't feel like – I always kind of test agents out on this, um, you know, when we do scripts – and I'll throw something crazy out, right? So, I, you know, I list with you today, but I've got to remove the troop of wild monkeys from my backyard. So how are you going to be your your way out of that, right? You've got to say, troop of my wild monkeys, that's interesting. Tell me more about that while you bide your time to figure out what you're going to say, right? So test yourself on some of this. Now, again, our podcasts over yesterday and today are about what we call conversational competence. So point number nine is all about that. Stop making it all about you all the time. Easy to say. How do you implement that? Well, here's a specific technique. When someone is sharing with you, don't make it just like the time that you, right, stop comparing that you dot, 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 fill in your story. Don't equate your experience with theirs. It isn't the same. It's never the same. That's making it about you. You may have a similar experience. It may spark a memory that you're just dying to share with them. Stop yourself. Listen to their experience. It's about them. So stop making it about you all the time. One of the ways to prevent that is to stop yourself when you're about to say, that's just like the time that I or that we or when I, okay, stop doing that. Remove the I. If you do that, you can't continue with that sentence. So next, point number 10, repeating yourself is boring and condescending. Even to children, it's more powerful to say something once, say it well, and mean it. So don't repeat yourself over and over. And there's a little kind of mini point that I should have put in here that came out uh, on a coaching call with one of our listing agents that we're raising. And he said that uh, he was running into this issue of repeating certain words. When he was walking through the house on a tour, he would say, hmm, looks great, looks great, uh-huh, great, interesting, or like go-to words that you do. I, I stall out sometimes that myself when I'll say okay too much or something like that. So repeating yourself can mean that as well and expanding your vocabulary. This means that you are actually working on your presentation. So don't repeat yourself in terms of points you're making, but also in terms of little go-to crutch words that you may have in your vocabulary. Coaches usually call you out about that when you say something repetitively. It seems like you're not listening when you do that. So be mindful coaching, of that. Coaching clients uh, with permission of the sellers. Uh, record your listing presentations. That Ask helps permission. A lot. Yeah. You guys, you guys should be using a tape recorder anyway. It's part of the listing process. If you're not, you guys need to really be drilling down on the listing process. It's an integral part of the process. Okay, make sure you're getting and following the system. But in any event, ask the seller if you can record the entire listing presentation, uh, and then email it to your coach, obviously, and then email it to uh, Julian and myself. In most cases. And, you know, obviously we can't get to it as fast as your coach can, but we will listen to the, uh, the taped, um, you know, presentations. And I'll send you back notes. I mean, I had one recently. <laughs> I read what I wrote after I wrote it, and I felt kind of bad, but I thought, you know what, no one else is going to tell him this. So I just went ahead and sent it, and he was very yeah. appreciative of it. You know, and it was a lot, I think, you know, it was, he just committed a lot of 
what Julie and I call sins. And it didn't, you know, follow the process. He followed part of the process, didn't follow the whole process, wasn't asking questions, wasn't, you know, just doing some of the basic stuff. And I'm sure that if he employed some of the suggestions with, uh, that I made, um, that he'll see an immediate improvement. But mostly what he'll feel is more confident because he knows that he's following a system that definitely was going to work for him. Next point, Jules? That's it. Okay, here's a fun point. Great homework. And this is an ongoing learning thing. So point number 11. Learn about things that other people are interested in and be able to talk about it. Study art, fashion, design, landscaping, architecture, and travel. All of these things will serve you well in your real estate travels. Study other things. This will enable you to compliment people when you see what they have enthusiasm for. Go to museums, auctions, historic home tours, car shows, art shows, garden tours, etc. You will then become more interesting yourself. But it's, it's great, you know, it's, a, it's so much fun when you go to a listing appointment and you know what somebody collects or you look at their bookshelf and you go, gosh, you know, that's really great. I, you know, I collect the 100 great books of all time as well. I'm so glad to see that you're, you know, investing in that. Or you see a painting on their wall or you appreciate their car collection, something like that. It's called building rapport. You can't do it if you don't know anything about anything. And the things that make the most sense are, of course, art, architecture, landscaping, that sort of thing that's kind of housing related. If your home, you know, your town that you're selling in has a home and garden tour, go to it. Get to know those historic homes. Get to know who the, the architects were, whether that's new construction or whether that's historic, depending on where you live. You will become more interesting and more well-informed yourself and have less insecurity, especially when you know that you're maybe up against a grizzled veteran that's sold there for 25 years. So you can learn that and make it more interesting for yourself and for the client you're in front of. Point number 12. I remember, Julie, yeah, Julie well, before, do you remember J.P.? Of course you remember J.P. Faulkner from Clintonville, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Julie, great there was agent. this great realtor, and if you guys are in Columbus and you're listening, you can shout out to J.P. for us. Great realtor in Clintonville. He started his business um, a couple of years before we got into real estate. He has his own brokerage, just really, really incredibly knowledgeable. And one of the things that was cool about J.P. is he was just absolutely killer with his knowledge about the markets he specialized in, one of which was German Village. And Julie and I didn't know German Village at all, and we were just curious about it because it was sort of an anomaly to us. We'd been selling in the suburbs and, you know, that sort of thing, doctors, lawyers and such, limited executives. That's who we'd been selling to. So we really wanted to know about German Village. So he took us on a tour, you know, of German Village. It was very sweet of him. And he was able to show us things that I will never forget. Like, for example, he would show us in the bricks, in the brick facades of the buildings, little codes and dates that you never in a billion years would have seen and how the bricks were laid. He showed us yeah, patterns that, that actually meant something that just to look at it as a layman, I didn't see the pattern, but when he pointed it out, it would be this little section of this brick wall on this old house that was made by German immigrants back when whatever, and, you know, it would be like, damn, that's cool, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. he'd show us all these different little – well, he was fascinated in it pers- and he was really into it, he was really into the, the details of why this street was laid out, why, you know, this was there and why, who's, who, you know, 100,000 years ago used to live there, yeah. who lives there. All the, and it was fantastic. I mean, it really was I, to this day. And that was New probably like 25 years ago. Yeah, he knew his stuff. And so you guys can, um, you know, that's what Julie's talking about. So when you have an area of specialization or if you have, 
you, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, Julie, when you were describing uh, point 11 there, and Julie, we can just get mm-hmm. to point 12 tomorrow. But when sure. you were talking about, in essence, what you're talking about is don't be, just don't be complacent. And I was yeah. thinking back, you know, ultimately what makes a great coach is like, you know, David Huffman, who moved from, moved from where he was living before to Dallas. Or you have, mm-hmm. you know, like um, uh, Nick, who basically is traveling all the time. Both of his kids are basically Olympic athletes. Or you have like Michelle McClintock, who does a lot of traveling, and her and her husband used to be Olympic athletes themselves in Canada. You're runners-up or something. So you go through all kinds of lists of what makes for a great coach. It's people, no matter what point in their lives, they're not allowing themselves to become complacent. It is so easy, and, and Julie and I are conscious of this in our own lives, to get locked into what we call a golden cage. And a golden cage, basically, is where every day is Groundhog Day. You have a nice life. It's a nice quality of life. You know, you have this challenge and that challenge, but for the most part, Every day is basically predictable, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is easy. But what happens is inside you stop growing. You stop growing emotionally. You stop growing you know, spiritually. You stop growing in all the ways that matter, all the things that it took for you to get there in the first place to this nice golden cage point where you know, the changes you were willing to do, the work. You're thinking, okay, now at this point in my life I can just kick back and I can coast. You can't. You know, we've talked about this on the radio show hundreds of times, but I'll make it real practical. If you become a boring person who's stuck in your golden cage, you're not going to attract the same number of people to you to do business with you because you're a boring person stuck in your golden cage. You're just not going to be that interesting. But if you have a lot of different topics, I mean, Jill, you're a da Vin- you, you read about Leonardo da Vinci, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was one of the foremost studiers of what, in essence, made for an interesting life. And it was basically being almost like a polymath, knowing about different things, having the Mm -hmm. ability to speak at a high level on many different topics. How often do you guys run into anybody that has that ability, that can talk about virtually anything, you know, that isn't just so myopic on one particular thing? You know, become the person that people want to talk to and become the good listener and the good question asker. You will find people literally will start being attracted. You'll walk into a room. And because you're interesting, and, you know, Julie's going to talk tomorrow with some more suggestions, but, you know, because hopefully you look nice, um, because you're really good at asking questions and listening for the answers, not asking questions in anticipation of what you're going to say about yourself, when you can combine these things, you have that secret sauce. You are that 1%. You have that glow that people talk about, and it's because they really are attracted to you. That's how you do it. When you go on a listing presentation, they'll be able to read you like that because you'll be, you know, practicing some of the things we're hoping, hopefully helping you guys to understand the importance of. That's really at the end of the day when you ask yourself, why did this seller choose this agent over the other agent? Of course, it's the pre-listing pack and it's the mechanical aspects of what we're talking about. But even if you were competing against another one of our trained agents and you get it over the other agent and you actually ask that seller, why did you choose me over the other person? The seller's going to say things like, I just thought you listened better. I thought, I mm-hmm. love the questions Simple. you asked. That's what they're going to tell you. Yeah. They're not going to tell you because you're New York Times ad, or they're not going to tell you because, you know, all these other things. They're going to tell you because of these basic core human connectivity things that Julie and I are sharing with you. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Don't we want to feel connected to other people? Don't we, don't we want to feel heard? Don't we want to feel listened to? Don't we want to feel cared about? You know, don't we, don't we want to feel loved and, and have the ability to love others? I mean, isn't that the essence of what makes us human, what makes us, you know, God's creatures on this earth? I think so. Julie thinks so. All of our coaches better mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Listen, readers, right. <laughs> readers, listen to me. Listen, li- listen, listeners, please feel free to email us directly. And uh, we love your feedback. You guys know we do. We love, and Julie's got to jump. And we love your um, comments, both negative and positive. Fortunately, most of them are positive. Uh, we love your suggestions for show topics. We definitely take those into consideration. Or any guests that you think that maybe we should interview. You know, this is the number one rated show in our genre. Um, we're one of the top, you know, iTunes shows in our section. You know, I don't know of anyone that basically has a podcast that's similar that has this many listeners. So if you think that you have something of value that would benefit the real estate community that um, has come to trust us for our our coaching, then feel free to email us directly, and I'll have one of our show producers email you back. It's uh, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, guys, your homework from this show, as is every show, is please email this show to three other agents. Help us get the word out that they are, that you and they are in the right place at the right time. Now it's time to take the right actions. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.